Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. I want us to talk about the excellence of grace. The excellence of grace in relation to Christmas. Amen. The excellence of grace. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good title for those who are taking notes. And what it is, is what grace does and does well. And how you can go along with that. Amen. We're going to start right into the scriptures in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. It's a very well-known text on, uh, around Christmas time. Are, are you with me? You have your reading uh, hat on? All right. Say, my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm ready for the, for the word. It's going to produce great results in my life. Hey. Amen. Welcome, Holy Spirit, to open our hearts and our eyes to your word. Let's read together. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Keep going. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Let's first look at that part. We'll go to the other parts later. You know how this story ends, sort of. The story ends with the birth of Jesus. And then the life of Jesus. And we are celebrating the birth of Jesus today. But it starts with God. The story starts with God who sends a messenger to this young lady, a teenage girl called Mary. And says, rejoice, highly favored one. Rejoice, highly favored one. Can you say with me, I am highly favored. Say it again. Say it with conviction, I am highly. Can you give me Ephesians chapter 1? Verse 5 and 6. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. Can we read it together? It says, Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ himself, uh -huh, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. The phraseology here when you break it down, it equates to what the angel was telling Mary. 
highly favored, accepted in the beloved. Amen. Now, you're probably wondering, where is he going with this? I thought we are going to talk about the excellence of grace. Grace is when God, without, you know, us try clicking, understanding what's wrong with him, if you could even say that about God, is when God passes all the villages, all the towns, all the streets looking for your address. And he arrives at your door and he starts speaking to you and telling you things that are going to make you extremely different from the rest of the people in your generation. That is grace. That is grace. Grace is when God, on his own volition, without anyone bribing him, praying to him, cajoling him, threatening him, or whatever else you think you can do to God, just decides, I am going to have favor on this person. Whoever came with this worshiper who is running in front, please. Can you help us give him some milk or juice? or whatever it is that he requires to settle down. Amen. Uh, stick with me. Stick with me. This is, this is important to be missed. Grace. Grace is when God decides that your life will not be ordinary. Yeah. And you don't even know that he's making the decision when he's making the decision. Huh? Let us make money in our own image. Ah, that is grace. Let us make man in our own image. That is grace. No one is talking to him. Who, who prayed to God to create Adam? Yeah. Who prayed, who tithed to God to create Adam? Yeah. Nobody. Like God just decides, let me make these people so I can love them. That is grace. Hey! Abraham. Huh? Abraham. Everyone is going about their business and then God just comes and finds Abraham. And he says, let me talk to this one. Give me Genesis 12, where God starts talking to Abraham. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Can you imagine? You're there. I don't know what you could have been doing. Yeah. Depending on the village you came from. Maybe you are there digging. Yeah. yeah. Or you're coding. 
in some dark room, zeros and ones. Oh, what? what? Huh? You're, you're, you're living your normal, ordinary life that people live. And then God counts and he starts speaking. Grace is when God speaks to you. Yeah. It's like everyone else is going to be ordinary, but I've chosen you to not be ordinary. Yeah, that's grace. I have seen grace at work in my life. I have no doubt about the grace and love of God. In fact, in case you didn't know it, maybe you've, you may have heard it from somewhere else, but now I'm going to tell it to you. I am the person, huh? you've been wondering, you've been doing this research maybe on Google. Now you don't need to research anymore, I'm going to tell you. The person that God loves the most in the whole world, that's me. Yeah. You're looking at him. Yeah. I'm the one. You may have been looking around. Who does God love most? Who does God love most? <clears throat> Please don't be envious. Because usually in a family, people are envious against the kid that people, that they perceive that is loved most by the parent. So I can understand your feelings, but please contain them. <laughs> Abraham, what had Abraham done? Nothing. Now, today, everyone, Father Abraham had many sons. Uh, Christians, Abraham. Muslims, Abraham. Jews, Abraham. That is great. And how did it happen? God came and started a relationship with Abraham without Abraham knowing where this thing was going to end. Joseph. There are 12 kids. Okay, at that time there were 11. 11 kids. And the father somehow decides this is the one I'm going to focus on. I will even make him a multicolored coat. <sighs> Didn't his brothers end up selling him it? You guys, you can't sell me to, to that. Yeah. By the way, the thing I'm telling you, you can also claim it for yourself. Yeah, you can also turn around and tell your neighbors, I'm the one that God loves the most. Yeah. One is going to blame you for it. Yeah. Don't check Google. Abraham. Joseph. How can you be there and out of all the children, you are the one they put sugar for you in the tea. Everyone takes tea without sugar. You are the one they put sugar for. When you're going back to school, everyone has hard corn and ground nuts and you you have what biscuits and quencher <laughs> that's called grace yeah where are the people with of quencher and biscuits some people in that other section that I'll not point at they are be, they are looking as though they only got hard corn hey this is serious joseph 
then you come down to Moses. Can you imagine? The guy doesn't, he's a failure in life. Look, by the way, you can tell your phone, phone, leave me alone. Except if you're watching me on the phone. At 80, no one expects that you're going to now start anything significant. Yeah, for those who have been 80 before. Uh, at 80 you are winding up people expect you to be winding up like put your house in order who is your heir do you have a will etc you get yeah grandchildren what 80 80 is too late to start anything except when God is involved yeah so what happens to the guy who is 80? God comes. Burning bush. The non-burning, burning bush. Because it wasn't burning. And he says, Gwe Moses. Jamwengato. Eh? Yeah, chuck thy shoes. The place where thou standest is what? Holy. We are just getting started. Yeah, grace is when everyone has written you off. It's like that one. What? Then God comes and says, "Look, we are just getting started." Yeah. Who else? Samson. Huh? That was grace. Grace. It is grace when God starts organizing your life while you're still in the womb. Uh, because for Samson, they were talking to the mother. Like, this is what's going to happen with your son. <laughs> That's great. Some of you don't know, by the time you showed up, your parents had already had certain conversations with God. So, basically, you don't even understand that some of the good things happening in your life is because of your parents. That's why you should honor your father and your mother. Yeah, this idea of it started, no, it didn't start with you. No, you are not self-made. People have been praying. People were praying before you were conceived. And they had certain agreements with God. That's grace. By the time you show up, your whole purpose is set. Ma, 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 ma. Should we keep going? Are you ready? David. Samuel shows up. He's like, I'm here to anoint the next king of Israel. They bring seven sons. And God keeps saying, not that one. 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 Why not that one? Because they are waiting for you. Yeah. They have even forgotten you're there. <laughs> you see, we live in the world of self-promotion. Everyone is self-promoting. Yeah. Like the guys of the Tower of Babel. You can self-promote all you want, but there are people who, without saying a word, even when all human agencies have forgotten them, 
God says, not that one. <laughs> For man looks on the outside. But God looks at the heart. And, and someone will say, eh. just say, I have, are, are they finished? We are talking about the excellence of grace. And Jesse is like, done. There is one is with the ship. He left last week. We don't know what village is on now with the ship. And Samuel is like, we will not sit down. We will not eat food. Go find him. Now, he didn't have a GPS thing. He wasn't on WhatsApp. I want you to stick with me. They are going to look for a guy who no one knows where he is with the family's ship. So they dispatch a whole team. Are you with me? You know, I, as I'm preaching, I sense there are people here who relate to these stories. You know, you know it that you don't deserve what you have, but you have it somehow. They dispatched a whole team and met everyone to wait. So they could find you. Wow. You know marriage is grace. They dispatched a whole team to come to your village. Huh? On the day of introduction. Ah. Am I, am I talking at all? Eh? Gloria. They are going to dispatch a whole team. <laughs> That's great. Like, no, 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 nothing is happening today. People are not working. Why? They are all lining up to go to some village to specifically find you. If, if, we, if, we, if we conducted our marriages with the understanding of the grace behind the whole thing, we would have much less trouble than we have nowadays. Yeah. yeah. How, how could someone pick you out of all those people, out of all those boys, out of all those girls? It's a mystery. Life, love is a mystery. It's not logical. There was no measurements of, I'm looking for someone who weighs this, uh, this what, this weight, this height, this what, this X, Y, Z. That stuff doesn't work. And you know it doesn't work. So stop trying to work it. You just be there and you get a revelation. And somehow you're like, I'm going to die if I don't live with this person. Yeah, okay, something like that. <laughs> that is what? Grace. I'm still talking about grace. David. The apostles. Jesus comes to the lakeside. There are many boats. He chooses one boat. Have you ever tried to imagine what happened to the rest of the guys whose boats were not chosen? Who were they? What were their names? No one knows. We know Peter. 
We know John. We know Andrew. We know James. Why? Because their boat was chosen. So Mary <laughs> is just another girl on the village called Nazareth. Is it Nazareth? Yeah. He's just another girl. Going to the well with all the other girls. It is betrothed to be married. Just like all the other girls were at a certain age, they would be betrothed to be married. Life is so ordinary and just going on. You just go to school, get a degree, get into the workplace. ETC, get married, get kids, get a plot, get a house, get a what, get, get, get a little older, get a little fatter, get this, get that, get, get grandchildren, die, go, then other people come. Yeah. I was listening to Bishop Doug and say something profound. He said that every 50 years, the earth is renewed. On average, every 50 years, there's a whole different group of people on the planet every 50 years. Every 50 years. About, on average, about two people die every second. Okay, two every three seconds, if you... Uh-uh, no, it's about... 1.8 people per second, something like that. People are just dying the whole time. And the day you die, you will not be the first. So there is no point worrying about it. Because the fear of death is the original fear that generates all other fears. Now, but... So life is ordinary. People just go through the motions to be forgotten, to be forgotten, to be forgotten. That's why you don't remember your ancestors of 100 years ago. To be forgotten. It's not to be continued, no. To be forgotten. To be forgotten, to be forgotten, to be forgotten, to be forgotten, to be forgotten. And then God comes and says, you will not be forgotten. And he says, I have a plan. Yeah, you will conceive. It is, it is, I mean, like, all, all the people we remember, it's because God spoke to them. <laughs> he started a conversation. And that's available to everyone. Because the word of God is no longer scarce. You don't need to be forgotten. You just open up your heart and say, God, tell me what's the program. I'm available. You see, anyway, you will not be forgotten. You will not be forgotten. Just start saying yes to God's conversations. But anyway, I wanted to stress the fact that it starts with God. All the great people we read about in the scriptures, God came and said something to them. And that etched them in eternity and in, in history. When God doesn't say anything to you, you are to be forgotten. Yeah. Because who, who were the other Abraham's relatives that he left behind? 
Even Lot, we remember him because erroneously Abraham took him along. Wow. Did Mary have sisters? Was she alone? Was she an only child? I don't think so. It was rare in those days to, for a family to have one child. So who are Mary's sisters? Every year, thousands. Our Catholic friends have even taken it to the extreme. And they are more than us, so, yeah. One billion of them, they are always talking about Mary every week. Now, Mary's sisters. No one knows. Not even a hint of maybe this, that, that, the other, nothing. It's grace that God, the angel went to Mary and didn't go to Mary's sisters. Did Joseph have brothers? Who were they? Nobody knows. <laughs> My goodness. Shout with me, grace. Grace is divine enablement for a divine assignment to fulfill divine purpose. Divine enablement for divine assignment to fulfill divine purpose. God doesn't give grace just for just. God gives grace because there is a purpose to be fulfilled. There is a purpose. People need to get out of Egypt. That's purpose. So the assignment is to get them out. And so it gives Moses divine enablement to do it because you can't get people out of Egypt. It was not easy as you could have seen. Hallelujah. You came to church. You brought yourselves. You want the word of God or not the word of God? Mama, mama. Anyway, so the first point is it starts with God. Now, if we go to verse 29 and 30, it was revealed some things to us in Luke 1. What does it say together? But when she saw him, this is Mary talking, seeing the angel, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Next verse. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. I said grace is divine enablement. Uh-huh for a divine assignment to fulfill divine purpose. The only problem is that every time God comes to you with his grace, with the assignment attached, it is always scary. That's why most people choose the ordinary life. Because the extraordinary life is scary. Almost everyone that God sent a messenger to in the Bible, the first words are fear not. Yeah, because you are getting communication from the other world where God 
ease and things work differently into our broken world where fear dominates our, our lives day by day. This is what? Fear not. It's always scary. Moses, what happened? He needed so many assurances until God was almost annoyed. How about Abraham? Did he jump up and down? That's why he went with Lot. He's like, I can't go alone. This is too scary. No one was ever called by God and they got excited about it. Let me repeat that. No one was ever called by God and they got excited about it. There is absolutely nothing exciting about the call of God on anyone's life. If anyone comes to you jumping up and down, bouncing like a balloon saying, God has spoken to me. God has called me. God has given me an assignment. They are lying. They are talking about another God. Yeah. I have it on good authority in the scriptures that no one, absolutely no one, ever got excited about God's ideas. Because God's ideas are way out of this world, literally. Not Noah. Look, it has never rained. The, the, the crops were always, what? Sustained by the dew from down. And now God says, water is going to come from up instead of down. But you've never seen it. And then you spend like 70 something years building one boat. I mean, all your neighbors will laugh you to scorn and they'll be like, yeah. It's just the Bible says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall the last days be. Why? Because in the days of Noah, the rain didn't come suddenly. From when God talked to him to when the, the rain came, it was like uh, almost a hundred years. So people keep telling you, you say Jesus is coming when, when? Until people, you know when something like, when a guy is building a boat on a village for 100 years, at some point, you should all ignore him. Yeah, because he's cuckoos. So those of you are ignoring the message of Jesus. That's, you've been lulled into thinking like that. Because as it was the days of Noah, so shall it be in the last days. It's never exciting. Moses, burning bush, take off your shoes. What is this God? What, who will I tell them sent me? Say, I am sent me. Okay, okay, I am, okay. I am, what a name. Uh, but I can't talk. <laughs> Jeremiah, same story. I'm too young. I'm this, I'm that. I can't talk. Isaiah, do you know what Isaiah said when he saw the Lord and got the assignment in Isaiah 6? Woe is me, for I am undone, for I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell among a people of unclean eh! No one ever be God called by. Let me tell you. The reason many of you have rejected the call of God is you think it is supposed to be exciting. Peter came and fell down at Jesus' feet and said, get away from me. I'm a sinful man. The call of God does not reveal your strengths. It reveals your weaknesses. Yeah. God never expects you to fulfill his work based on your strengths and your talents and your abilities. So God never called anyone and, and in line with talents and abilities. If you think about it, Paul, who was a Jewish scholar, who should have been the best candidate to preach to the Jews, 
was sent to the Gentiles who don't understand anything about Jewish history. And Peter, who is a fisherman who knows nothing about Jewish, this, this, the other, was sent to the Jews. And yet, Peter would have been the best for the Gentiles and Paul for the Jews if you were God, but you're not. So, yeah. When you're going to, yeah. You know, it is by divine order, but can you imagine God chooses a girl who has never had a baby before to say, this is where my project is. They didn't find some woman with experience. She has already produced seven. Let this be the eighth. It, we are sure how things are going to work. She knows how to raise children. She's done it before. She even raises the neighbor's kids. So let's send Jesus through this one. It is safe. We know she's capable. No, a virgin. One who cannot, who doesn't know what she's doing was ungiven the divine assignment to bear the son of God. Yeah, I'm telling you, the reason some of us, you look at us and you think maybe we are doing, it's because we don't know what we are doing. Yeah. I'm telling you, all the people who went to all the Bible colleges and have too many degrees they can barely go through the door, they don't have serious churches. Yeah, for us we are here. You ask us those deep things of what abomination or the desolation at the holy place, is it pre-millennial, millennial, post-millennial? We don't know. We just know Jesus died, Jesus was raised, Jesus heals, Jesus saves, Jesus is good. The, the, hey, that's how we know! Yeah. Yeah. And people who have never talked are talking. Not here. We are not laying hands here. No. Over there in the missionary communities, people are talking. The eyes of the blind will be opened, Isaiah 35. The ears of the deaf will be unstopped. The lame shall leap like a deer. The tongue of the damned thing. For waters shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. That's what we are all about. Now. So stop evaluating God's call based on your weaknesses and strength. God is not interested in your weaknesses and strength. God is interested in your obedience. I'm preaching better than you're listening. Yeah. The excellence of grace. Starts with God. It's not always exciting. It's scary. Yeah. I remember the day God was talking to me about starting this church. There was nothing exciting about that day and the next many months. Yeah. I, I would rather cut that part out of my life. But here we are. <laughs> yeah. When you are misunderstood, miss whatever. Everyone thinks this is the devil. But you've heard from God. Yeah. Are you going to say yes to God's dream for you? Are you going to say yes? I want to warn you, it's not going to be exciting. 
the excitement comes over uh, with time. Initially, it's terrible. You're like, why God? Why don't you have other people? He says, you are the one. Let's go. Everyone that God called was like, God, you have the wrong address. Wrong person. Wrong gender. Wrong age. Wrong economic category. Status. Wrong, 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 wrong. God, you're wrong. God can't be wrong. Next. Next. Take me to look. Let, let, let's start hurrying up. And behold, you will conceive in your womb. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Why is my time running out? Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and you shall call, and shall call his name Jesus. Next verse. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. Next. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Now, here is the brief of, of this section that I Lord help me communicate this thing to these people ordinarily ordinarily yeah without medical complications ordinarily every girl at a certain age should be able to conceive yeah so there is no magic in it do you get what I'm saying? There's no magic in it. Yeah. Ordinarily. There are certain things that are ordinary. Conception being one of them. Okay? Now, away from children and conception and uh, obstetrics and gynecology, there are ordinary things that people do. Ordinarily. Ordinarily, people go to school. Ordinarily, people graduate. Ordinarily, people get degrees. Ordinarily, people get diplomas. Ordinarily, people get married. Ordinarily, people have children. Ordinary. But God can come in and start calling you to something that is extraordinary. Yeah. That's grace. When God comes in, it ceases to be ordinary. This is not an ordinary conception. Some of you, what is troubling you even now is you carry extraordinary visions and dreams. So you are just not fitting in with everyone who is in the od on the on the ordinary whatever. Everyone is on the ordinary track. You're trying to look like them, but your thing is not ordinary. You didn't conceive normally. You didn't conceive a normal idea. You are in possession of an extraordinary dream which only God can get to fulfillment. Yeah. There's nothing... That there's, there was nothing ordinary about what Mary was doing here. She may have been young, but look, look at what Mary conceived. It says, he will be great. 
Some of you, what you have conceived, God is saying it will be great. Great! Yeah. <laughs> great! Son of the highest. You know when you birth a God idea and everyone knows this is God's idea, not yours. He will sit on the throne of his father David. He will reign in the house of Jacob. Of his kingdom there will be no end. There is nothing about what Mary is conceiving that is of a law order. It's all very highly rated. Reigning. Thrones. Kingdoms. Highest. Great. Ma, 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 ma. What are you living for? <laughs> what you're living for, can, can it fit the description? Can it fit the description? Can I beg you, as the new year comes, evaluate. 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 Just say, is, is this it? Is it, is this it, just ordinary and then to be forgotten? In 50 years, another group will be occupying the space. Hey. Ah. Say, I, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to conceive great things. I told you we are now past biology of having children. I'm talking about, you see, greatness is not in having children. You see, you, everyone can have children. We are talking about this idea of Mary having this child was not a child. <laughs> we are not talking about a, a baby here. We are talking about an idea. To which the whole world will bow for eternity. That's what we are talking about. That's what we are talking about. Let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. I'm out of time. And you, next, yeah. Then Mary said to the angel, okay, this is what happens when it's, this is how you know it's the right stuff. Mary said to her, huh? How can this be? She said, I do not know. Come on. And what did the angel say? The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. And the Holy One needs to be born. How? The Holy Spirit. How are you going to bring to fulfillment those scary ideas? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Yeah. God has started giving me two, two prayers. Can I share them with you? Makabraha said, okay. Hey. I've been praying. Sons and daughters. Signs and wonders. Ah, no, the other way around. Signs and wonders. Sons and daughters sent to the nations. Hey, you what are you praying for? Huh? Rent, rent. Okay, after you've done the rent part. Signs and wonders. Sons and daughters sent to the nations. 
Didn't you see one of the signs and wonders on the video? Yeah. Sons and daughters. Sons and wonders. Sons and daughters. Sent to the nations. The other prayer I've started praying is miracles, multitudes, mission. That sounds like the life of Jesus. Miracles, uh huh. Multitudes, uh huh. Mission, yeah, yeah. Yesterday I started praying another prayer. Millions of disciples in thousands of churches. <laughs> Where are we? Millions of disciples in thousands of churches. Yeah, yeah. And God is going to answer my prayer. And when God answers my prayer, don't look at me badly when you are there praying for jeans. You've dropped the jeans prayer. You've picked up another prayer. Millions of disciples in thousands of churches. Hundreds of buildings. Oh. How? Holy Spirit. That stuff, you, you, your magazine can't do it. Yeah. You can sit there and calculate nothing. Yeah. Nothing is possible when you put your trust in yourself. Yeah. And nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Hallelujah. I'm starting to finish. Yeah, I gotta go cook. Black tea. <laughs> Haters gonna hate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, TJ can asobola uh, kusiriza uh, chayo mukalu. My God, levels. There are levels. You know when you want to say something in English and there's no expression, so you have to. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. We have learned by experience it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has multiplied this church times five in the last one year. Times five. The other day I asked pastors to send me their members and I realized we are now past 30,000 members. 30,000. In the days we worked hard on it, yeah, we only got like 4,000 after 14 years. Now we stopped working on it. We now are like, you know what, God? This is your thing. So you better come and do it. I have so much confidence in the Holy Spirit nowadays. Yeah. So much. I no longer fear people. You know you fear people because you think they are going to help you do the thing. Once you realize people are the number one let down and you focus on the Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Lord, for quick recovery. 
So, I was telling you, what was I telling you? The Holy Spirit. Yeah. Some of you that dreams you possess and you carry, forget human wisdom. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's the Holy Spirit. Thou millions of disciples in thousands of churches. Yours might be different. It may have to do with maybe business or education or health. Whatever it is, there is no point in doing a small thing when you could do a big thing. Yeah. Do you know like if you're a pastor of a church with 13 people? Hmm? 13. And you fast. Do you think the hunger is less because there are few people? Uh, do you think that the guy with 13,000 people, the fast is almost killing them, the hunger is too much because they are fasting for many people? No. Yeah. Yeah. With a business, with a turnover of 30 million. Just go for 30 billion. Let's try that. Yeah, go for something that requires the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So when you're fasting on Wednesday, a kuruma burungi, it real bites you for a good cause. Yeah. You go through it. The Bible says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. You need to have something to help you endure. It has to be something big. So don't, don't fall for ordinary. Don't fall for little stuff. There is no point in living a small life. The purpose of life is not to safely arrive at death. Hey. Let me continue. We are still talking about Mary and her conversation with the angel. And the scriptures are back in the name of Jesus. So the angel said that. Okay, next. The angel also gave her some guidance. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in our old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. The next thing about the excellence of grace and bringing to... Bringing forth great things is the right company. Yeah. The moment the message was delivered, huh? the instruction was clear. Go, to see, go see Elizabeth. If you stay around here, among these people who have never had the kind of miracle you have, yeah, it's not going to be okay. So he, she had to go to Elizabeth. Find your Elizabeth. You see, you're hanging out with the wrong crowd. You're carrying an extraordinary vision and hanging out with ordinary people. You're going to end up with the wrong stuff. Every great person has to find other great people to sustain the vision. So Mary had been given the description of what she was carrying. What she was carrying was of the kind of value where she needed to find another person who is carrying something of the same value. Miraculous conception needs to hang out with. Miraculous conception. Yeah. But God has called you to, to, to whatever. To start a multi-billion dollar business, you're there hanging out with the people who, who are, I will not say, but yeah, you know them. You can't be hanging out with people who wake up at 8 o'clock. Hmm. Do you know that you can immediately change your life by 
shedding two hours of your waking up time, depending on those who wake up after the sun. Yeah. Anything 5 a.m. and below is going to make you successful. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Anything 5 a.m. and below is going to make you successful. Anything 6 a.m. and above, you are ordinary. Just sign up for ordinary life. Yeah, because it means whatever you're carrying is so useless, you can't sleep that long. It's Christmas, so maybe I need to get back to balloons and Christmas trees. Are you with me? The excellence of grace. Where did we start? It starts with God. Two, it's not exciting at first. It's actually always scary when God starts talking to a human being. And then three, it is great. Once you, whatever God conceives is always great. So watch out for ordinary stuff and start living it. Yesterday I started praying for God to take me to the next level because I know it is there. And so I'm asking him to reveal to me everything that is keeping me at this level now and I'm going to eliminate it. Yeah. Yeah. You see, the next level can't just find you there doing the same things. You have to change something. He says it will be great. What, what, what? And then four, we said, how, how does it happen? How are you going to bring it to accomplishment? The Holy Spirit. And then five, right company. Are you with me? What was one? Excellence of grace. It starts with God. Two, it's scary. Three, it is great. Four, Holy Spirit. Five, right company. One, starts with God. Two, scary. Three, it's great. It's awesome. Four, it can only be accomplished by the Holy Spirit. And five, you need the right company. Egos don't hang out in chicken houses. Yeah. Otherwise, they will teach you to walk while you should be flying. Yeah. Yeah. You were born to fly, you're there walking, and even your relatives are like, what's wrong with this one? In our family, we fly, but somehow he has learned to walk. Macabre. <laughs> Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good character. Yeah. And it says, do not be deceived because you are about to be deceived into thinking you are unique. You, you can hang out with the chickens and somehow keep flying. You, you will not. Even chickens fly for a very short time. Yeah, especially when they're in danger. It's not their natural disposition, but to escape being slaughtered, their thing will fly off for about 20 feet. Well, the ego will be 2,000 feet up. Seeing a great scope of the earth. The chicken can only see worms here, here. The next thing in front of it. I don't want to go into chicken life characteristics, but 
One of them is you only see what is there, now, there. Yeah. It's chicken life. You have no capacity to see far. Chicken life. Food. Your preconception is food. Let me ask a question. Those eagles which are always up there, far in the clouds, is there food there? So what are they doing there? What are they doing there? You see, you know that you have adopted the chicken life when your whole life and activity is controlled by your necessities. Because in the real sense of, what, of, the, of, of life, it is not necessary for the ego to be way up there. It, there is nothing. There is no point. We've reared chicken. When the chicken, when they get out of the chicken house like this, the fa- they are looking for food. So the reason they stay near the ground is to access the necessities. Food, rent, clothing, school fees. What else? The necessities. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't understand people who fly business class. You right? Why are you wasting money? I'm preaching better than you're listening. And if what I'm saying is offending you, then it just might be that you are... No, 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 not really. I've not said it. I've not said it. I'm just saying. Yeah. What is the ego doing up there? Up in the club. For what purpose? Mbu. Mbu. Just to be. Just to be. Just to be. Yeah. Why are you there? I like it here. But for what? No, I just like it here. This is where I, I, I be. Yeah. Do you know that's how God lives? Do you think God is in heaven because he needs heaven? He has nowhere to stay, so he created heaven. Mm. That's serious. We need to finish. And go cook. Why do egos hang out in the clouds? They like it there. There is no food. It's dangerous. It's cold. You know it's very cold up there. Yeah, but they like it there. That's why they are egos. And chickens are chickens. And that's why one category is eaten and one is not. You see? Consumable. My goodness, I must finish. I'm preaching good. Yeah. I, I, I think so. Hey, excellences of grace. Hang out with the right people. Find your Elizabeths. Find people who are ahead of you in the game. 
who challenge your small thinking. You're there, your company is making two billion a year. Find someone who is making 12 billion a year. Sit at their feet, humble yourself, learn. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. Learn. One of the characteristics of idiots is they don't learn. They've stopped learning. They think that the level they are at is the highest level possible. I think, did I just use the word idiot? No, okay. Foolish, fool. I think Solomon uses fool in Proverbs. This other one is a modern configuration of the same word. It's just that it has more letters. Verse 38, and we go. Then Mary said, Behold the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let it be according. The final thing is you must say, Yes, Lord. It is scary. It is huge. It requires a different kind of company. I must rely on the Holy Spirit. I'm, but I'm going to say, yes. Yes. Mary said, yes. We remember her action of courage today because she said, yes. Many of you, there are yeses you have not said yet. There are yeses you have not said yet. Maybe you have not yet said yes to salvation. Yeah. That's a hindrance. Maybe you have not yet said yes to the call of God on your life to be a minister. Maybe you have not yet said yes to be mentored and discipled. Maybe you have not yet said yes to starting that incredible business or whatever it is. Maybe you have not yet said yes to that marriage proposal from the right source. There are yeses you haven't said yet and your life is stuck because you haven't said yes yet. And we want to help you say those yeses. Are you with me? Do you receive the word? Yes. Do you receive it? Yeah. All right. Let's stand up and respond to this word. What a word. What a word. I'm going to invite us to pray. I'm going to invite us to pray in the spirit. Those who can pray in the spirit. Those who are not able to pray in the spirit. Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit right now in the name of Jesus. If you do not know how to pray in the Spirit, just lift up your hands. The Holy Spirit is moving in the room right now. Receive the Holy Spirit upon you right now in the name of Jesus and start to pray. Today the Holy Spirit wants to visit you and set you apart and set you apart. It begins with God. It begins with God. It begins with God. It feels scary, but you must say yes. You must say yes. One of the biggest decisions we have to say yes to today is yes to being a son. Is yes to being a son. Is yes to being a son. Is yes to Jesus, you're my Savior and my Lord. We must say yes to salvation. 
you're in this room today, you're at a hosting center, you're at one of our locations, and you've not yet said yes to Jesus, because it feels scary, because it feels scary, it feels scary, you're like, what will my friends do, I don't know what will become of my life, but God is setting you apart, he's setting you apart like Mary, he's setting you apart like Moses, he's setting you apart like Abraham, He's setting you apart like he set me apart, an ordinary person. He's giving you something extraordinary. So you're in this room today and you're online and you have never given your life to Christ. I know that there are hands lifted up right now of people who are receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. Just keep praying, keep praying in tongues. The Holy Spirit is in this room and he's moving. But if you've never given your life to Christ, I'm going to ask you to put up your one hand. The people praying have lifted up both hands. You've never given your life to Christ. And today you're saying yes to salvation. What a day to say yes to salvation. On Christmas Day, the day that Christ was born. You're the reason he came. You're the reason he came. So just put up your hands. I see a one hand back there in the corner. Thank you, Pastor Kia. Let's celebrate. There's a celebration in heaven right now. I see another hand. There's a gentleman over there. Just put up your hand. Just put up your hand. Let's celebrate. There's a celebration in heaven. I see another hand up there. I see a lady. And the pastors, pastors, let's go to those people. There's a celebration in heaven. Let's celebrate what God is celebrating. The rest of us, clap your hands. Rejoice. Wherever you are, at the hosting centers or at the locations, let's celebrate the people who are giving their lives to Christ. There's another hand here. I see you. I see you, gentlemen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I know that there are some more. I know that there are some more. Let's keep praying. Let's keep praying. Today you're saying yes to salvation. You're saying yes, God, my life is going to be extraordinary. You're saying yes, God, you have chosen me. You're like, yes, God, I was not the first or the second, maybe not the third, but today I have been chosen. Jesus came here for you. At, at all the locations, there are pastors standing at the front right now in all the different locations, and those who are saying yes, I want you to just walk to the front where the pastor is. And right here at Nalia, I want you to come. Those who are saying yes. Just come. You come face me. Face this side. Face the front. Can we celebrate this gen- these people as they make a great, great decision? You're saying yes to Jesus. Yes to Jesus. If you're saying yes to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Welcome, my sister. Welcome, my sister. Praise the Lord. Other people who are saying yes to Jesus right here in this room, come, 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 come. There are some in the come. gallery. I need, I need the pastors to come and stand with these people at the front. Yes, they are coming down. Oh, they are coming. Let's celebrate. Let's keep celebrating. Band. I say yes, I say yes, I say yes. I say yes to you, Lord. Because you make my life so beautiful. I say yes. Oh, I say yes. Yes, yes. I say yes to you. You make my life so beautiful. I say yes. You're saying yes to Jesus? Welcome. I say yes. 
By the way, many times, most of the people here, you gave your life to Jesus when you were young. So never, never underestimate young people giving their lives to Jesus. Yes, welcome, welcome. Yeah, I says, it's your turn. Turn to your neighbor, say, neighbor, it's your turn if you haven't yet said yes to Jesus. This is the best day to say yes to Jesus. It's your turn, it's your turn. Let's celebrate, let's celebrate as more people come. Just check with your neighbor, just check with your neighbor. If your neighbor wants to say yes but they are scared, please be good to them. Put your hand up for them and come with them. Just ask them. Do you, do you want to go? Just put your hand up for them and come with them. I say Oh, oh, oh. I say yes. Welcome, my brother. Welcome, my sister. I say, I say. Everyone else is praying in this room. I say, whoa. Hey, I say to you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Heaven is rejoicing because of the decision that you have made. Just lift up your hands and you're going to say this prayer over me. You're going to say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Thank you that you have chosen me. Thank you that you have chosen me. Today I say yes to you. Today I say yes to becoming a son. I say yes to becoming your daughter. I say yes to becoming your daughter. Take my life. Take my life. And make something significant and do something significant out of it. Out of it. I lay my burdens down. I lay my burdens down. I lay my fears down. I lay my fears down. And I choose significance. And I choose significance. And I choose love. And I choose love. And I choose healing. And I choose healing. And I choose success. And I choose success. In the name of Jesus. In the name Let of there Jesus. be a celebration. There's a, there's a pastor Thank you, Lord. who's going to go with you for a few minutes. Waliwo Musumba. Agenda agenda namwe dachi kantini awandika manyaga mwe. Osobolo kutambula no muntu. Apostle said that when you make a decision, you must find your Elizabeth. Osobolo kutambula no muntu. Agenda kuyamba mu mu. Chosa zeo chine choku loko ka. So wani wongu suma agenda, agenda ku, kutuwa da manyaga. Wani wongu suma agenda. Just go with him. Just, Just to get your contacts. Pastor. And then, and those Just who are online, the there's a, a phone number on your screen. 775-642-449. Please text or call that number. There is a pastor on the other end of that line to receive your confession to Christ this morning. Amen. And those are the different locations and hosting centers. There's a pastor there who is taking the people who have given their lives to Jesus to write down your name so that we can get back to you and start this journey with you. Amen. Amen. Pastor Blesson. All right. Let's celebrate those salvations. Part of the package of salvation is healing. Healing, healing for your body. The Bible declares that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth 
who went about doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Right now, even as we continue praying, if you are sick, if you are sick in any part of your body, I want to just ask you to put up your hand where you're at, and we are going to declare healing, even those of you watching online. If you're sick in any part of your body, just shoot your hand up. The power to heal is here. We are going to pray, and you are going to receive your healing because Jesus wants to heal you. Jesus wants to set you free. The Holy Spirit is here to give you complete freedom. Whatever it is, we've learned that with God, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. So we are going to pray right now. Uh, we are going to pray and you're going to receive your healing. Your hand is up wherever you're at. In the name of Jesus, we release healing right now. In the name of Jesus, we release healing to your body. We release healing to your bones. We release healing of cancer, healing of COVID, healing of whatever disease it is that is in your body right now. Devil, we command you and sickness and, and every fruit that you come with, destruction, we command you to leave the bodies of the children of God right now in the name of Jesus. We declare complete healing to those skin issues. We declare complete healing someone you've had an issue with your brain in the name of Jesus. We speak healing right now. We receive healing. We declare from today that you are a disease-free zone. You are a disease-free zone. Not only are you getting healed, but you're going to become a carrier of healing wherever you go. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for healing. We receive healing. Healing, restoration of sight in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Let us... Let us start giving thanks to God right yeah. now for healing, healing, miracles, signs, and wonders. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, celebrate Jesus. He has done it. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I get a sense that God is freeing people from depression right now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a long process of recovery. One encounter with God is enough. So that's a word of knowledge. So receive it if it's yours. Amen. Just receive it. Amen. Just receive it. Receive Thank it. Receive Jesus. it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Either here in the room or somewhere online or one of our locations, someone has been suffering with something in the limb, something in the leg, like the left leg. I don't know what the cause of the issue is, but receive your healing. Receive your healing. So those two things, receive your healing in your legs, maybe knees, ankles, whatever it is, and receive freedom from depression in the name of Jesus. Receive your joy this morning. Receive the gift of joy this morning. Amen, amen. Is there anything to have for the Lord? No, no, nothing is impossible. Thank you, Father, for this morning. Thank you for this service. Thank you for the people who have given their lives to you. Thank you for the many miracles and healings that are happening here and everywhere else where we are gathered this morning. Thank you for this day we celebrate Christmas, the birth of our Lord Jesus. Thank you for the greatest gift. Thank you for making provision 
miraculous provision for some this morning. Just receive that. Some people need miraculous provision. You, you, you don't know where it's going to come from, but God knows where it's going to come from. So, if you are that person, start giving thanks right now. Start giving thanks to God for his provision for your life. Not just today, but for your life, for next year. Someone is anxious about the new year. Just start giving thanks to God. And God is going to prove himself strong. We thank you, Father, for your love. If you're online or anywhere else and you did not say yes to the invitation to salvation, I get a conviction to give you a second opportunity. Just say yes to Jesus. Just receive him in your heart. He's going to make your life beautiful. And friends, may God bless you. May he cause his face to shine on you. May he give you peace. May there be joy in your hearts, in your houses. May there be reconciliation among your loved ones. Amen. We speak protection over you. No evil shall come near your dwelling. Yes. And may God bless you abundantly and always. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks so much for coming out. See you tomorrow. We don't have a service. Uh, we are taking a break, a short break. But we'll be back on... We're not going to... It depends. We'll let you know if we'll gather here on the 31st night. If we don't gather here, we'll be online. We'll definitely be online. So watch out for us on the 31st. And God bless you so much. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Someone series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.